0: Hello,
1: hello, hello. Happy Sunday, everybody. It is, um, it's snowing and it's cold.
0: I'm excited. I love it. Give me all the snow.
1: I liked fall. I I do like fall. I was not wanting winter just this soon. (laughs) But that's just me.
0: I like how, right before we came in here, you were like, "Yeah, I was looking at flights to Arizona. I'm just done with the snow. I'm like,
1: ready to get. I'm ready to get the hell started out of this Dodge." This morning, Dan. I know. This morning. And I don't like it. <laughs> now I have the salt on the front porch, it's, the shovels. The, it's
0: like two hours old.
1: <laughs> I was this old when I realized I hated winter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like
1: uh, and I'll hate it even more in February for sure. Oh, I absolutely! Mean, by that time, yes, get
0: me out of here uh-huh. for a little bit. But um, I like wintertime. Give me some snow.
1: Uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. You can have it. I'll be in Arizona. I'll just text you from there, from the desert. Send
0: me all the good pictures. <laughs>
1: um, well, it's also Thanksgiving weekend. How was your Thanksgiving?
0: It was very good. Yeah, what'd you do? Um, went to my brother's. And my sister-in-laws and the I kids. I love Roger. Yes. And then uh, Katie and Anthony came. And obviously, like my mom and Bridget. So we were all together. Okay. And it was a great time. Yeah? Yeah, it was really good.
1: What'd you have? Oh, God.
0: We do turkey and ham.
1: Oh, really? We That's a lot. Yeah.
0: You, oh. know, you know Betty.
1: Okay. That's my yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. Mama Betty. We Mama love Betty. Mama Betty. She's probably still sleeping right now.
0: but She's yeah. <laughs> enjoying her Sunday sleeps. Um, but yeah, we do turkey and ham. And we have to do like the potato salad and stuff with the ham. But okay. But then the turkey, stuffing. I don't call it dressing. We just say stuffing. Stuffing. Yes. Yeah. Um, mashed potatoes. Now, let me
1: ask you, is it fresh stuffing or is it from the box?
0: Oh, you know, Mama Eddie. Come on. Because
1: I'm the box person. Oh, no. I'm the, yeah.
0: Mom is like breaking up the bread every into time, little pieces. Every time I bring
1: stovetop home, Jim's like, what are you doing? <laughs> why would you do this to me?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because Jim's the same. Make everything from scratch. Uh Well, even like Sunday, you know, pasta Sunday. Oh yeah. He's like, let's make the noodles. Yeah. Right. Where you and I are sitting there and we're like, can we literally just boil this box pasta really quick?
1: It's much easier.
0: (laughs) But then we have his and we're like, yes, this is so much better.
1: Uh Yeah. (laughs) How was Uh, your
0: Thanksgiving? It was good.
1: Um, I was supposed to be in Florida right now. Um, I know much where there's no snow
0: (laughs) Um, at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, we had a death in the family. So we I had to stay back. Um, We can talk about that a little later. Really funny eulogy. Um, Thank
0: God you followed it up by eulogy.
1: Well, yeah. um, yeah, (laughs) Really fun. Really funny (laughs) Funny. eulogy. Um, But uh, we don't want to keep Jim waiting so long because we love Jim from Chicago who's on hold. Uh, Jim, happy Thanksgiving weekend. How are you, my friend?
2: Good morning, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> Don't act the snow. Don't act the snow in Chicago. You always make a couple extra bucks shovel of snow if you're desperado.
1: That's what I do. <laughs> Let
2: me just... Uh, but uh, I was going to say, uh, this publicity how I run amok is so far ahead of these other five contestants for the Republican Party that it's, ama- it's amazing that they can't get near this character and when I think about him, I think about a person in American history. Now, I know other in European history. You know, he sent a lot of people to prison. She in uh, Romania style and so on. Uh-huh. But in American history, this guy has sent more people to prison than any American in American history. Mm-hmm. He's got, what, 150 people in prison? How many people in legal jeopardy? Right. Uh, costing him a fortune to get out of trouble. And these five contestants can't, can't get near him. And the guy that's really intriguing to me is Ramaswamy. Uh-huh. Now, if I ran into Ramaswamy, if I ran into Ramaswamy on the street and asked him for directions, let's say to some uh, public uh, building, let's say uh, Manhattan, if you just ask for St. Patrick's Cathedral, you end up in ten bucks too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. You did you, no, I mean, you ever heard? I never heard a guy. Who absolutely can go on and on and on and you cannot make one iota right. of sense that he's saying. I can't I listen to him several times and I don't even I have no idea what this man's talking about. <laughs> but it shows you how out of touch with reality I am because he's made apparently he's made a billion dollars somewhere, I don't know what, they're running a, a carnival somewhere yeah. out yeah. of the country. Because I have no idea and, he, and, he, and he's uh you know, he's got enough dough to keep him going, but well, I have no idea what the man's talking uh, about. Wasn't it I,
1: Nikki I, Haley who uh, basically said, like, I feel dumber every time you talk? Type it's true. Thing. Like, it's it's <laughs>
2: true. Oh, <you> know, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at least she nailed that. At least she nailed that. I give her credit for that.
1: And uh, But again, but anyway, you know, we don't have to be smart to make a lot of money. We can, you know. No, no, just, no. Yeah. Like
2: obviously, it's obvious if that screwball could do it. <laughs> right. But anyway, anyway anyway, you guys stay warm and thanks yeah. for taking my call Jim, and have actually, a good uh, go. Jim,
1: while you're, uh, shoot us a Facebook message because we'd love to grab a beer with you at some Absolutely. point.
2: Absolutely. But, you know, but, you know so I've never used any electronic. Uh, oh. I don't use any electronics. All right. Well, we'll get into that. I, I, my, my, my brother was a big electrical cadre. We used to do big ditches for factories for to put electronics in. Yeah. Either one. Was, all right. Well, we'll get to with was, you. How about that? Anyway, anyway you guys <laughs> okay. have a good morning. Right. Thanks, Thanks, Jim. Like, Happy yeah. Sunday. You have a
0: good one. I like how we're like, we'll find you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> no, we love Jim from Chicago. We love uh, so This is a Palatini with Dan and Meg. If you want to join the conversation, you can uh, dial 773-763-9278. Um, and we are chatting about all of the things. Um,
0: I actually want to hear... If anybody wants to call in about any uh, Thanksgiving fun stories yeah, at the table. Uh,
1: so that was the other thing. It's like, what what can you or can you not talk about at the Thanksgiving table? Or what did you or what should you not have talked about at the Thanksgiving table?
0: Apparently um, anything goes. I was I, watching some videos on... I talk about anything and yeah. I don't care. <laughs> You're like that all the time.
1: I know. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm right? like,
0: this could go south fast, but I'm also like... Kind of intrigued. I uh-huh. want to see
1: where this goes. No, I'm I'm here for all of the conversations, and we love when people call in and disagree with us. And so, you guys are all more than welcome to do that. um I uh, I was at a uh, funeral. My uncle passed away this week, yes, and I'm very sorry. About um, that. Thank you. uh it, we had a weird relationship th- mm-hmm. this past year. We didn't really talk, and you know, yeah. But um he was my godfather, and passed away, and so you fall in line when family things happen mm-hmm. and i um after a few glasses of wine uh the night before i was like well i can't not do a eulogy like i was gonna read a poem which i did um i was like i gotta say a few words you know right. and i was like did we agree on everything no mm-hmm. did i like to poke the bear and talk about politics because he was a MAGA republican absolutely <laughs> and it was so much fun uh and I think he liked to poke like poke me back and be mm-hmm. like, Well, what about this, socialist? And I'm like, Okay, well, all right. There <laughs> it is. Um, Bring it on. <laughs> and I wore my Bernie Sanders socks to the, the funeral. You
0: would. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> and I made a comment because um they wanted me to read a, a, a reading like a scripture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I touch a Bible, it's gonna start on fire. I'm not. That's the thing. And then the priest, who's the uh <clears throat> the chaplain of the Chicago Police Department? Mm-hmm. As I'm walking off, he goes. I hope your socks start on fire.
0: Oh my god! I absolutely <laughs> love that. <laughs> and it was so funny. <laughs> it oh, was god. So good. <laughs> what, what was your response when he said that?
1: Oh, I just laughed. I couldn't. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't. Yeah, it was so. It was. I was like, "Well played, father. Well, yeah, well played."
0: <laughs> <laughs> what banter comes after that?
1: It was so good. Um, hey, Dylan, can we take a quick break and then we'll uh, we'll be back here in a minute? We got a caller on the line. All right. Oh, look at us go. Happy uh, Sunday, everybody. It is snowing in Chicago. So which... excited. Yeah, of course you are.
0: This is the first time I've smiled in a very long time. We're going to go
1: home and watch <laughs> Christmas movies, basically. Thanksgiving is over. Um I'm in. I also adjusted the camera now. Tomorrow, on me, not on you. I apologize. We'll fix that at the next break.
0: I care less. It's it's perfect. Oh, okay. right. You literally okay. saw me last week with the camera in front of me. That was blurry. I wasn't paying attention for like twenty minutes because I was oh. like trying to do like the slightest little turn, and every time you would, it would go uh-huh. blurry again. I was like, I just oh. All yeah. Right. Oh, and here we go.
1: And Dylan fixes everything. See? Thank you, Dylan. We appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so this is Apolitini with Dan and Meg. Happy Sunday, a snowy Sunday. Um, Thanksgiving. Weekend. If anybody wants to call in and talk about some awkward table conversations, you are more than welcome to yes, do please. that. Yes, please. We like awkward we stories. All those Absolutely, <laughs> I'm we usually do. part of every awkward yeah. story.
0: That's true. Yeah, <laughs> every awkward story I'm involved
1: in. It's actually you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> not- where it is not snowing though is San Francisco. So let's talk to David from San Francisco. Welcome to Palatini, David. How's it going?
3: Hey, well, not too bad. um I you know when I, I call up a lot of shows mm-hmm. and the other day I was messing with Texas and you know they're stuck with a, a totally corrupt attorney general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tried to impeach him this year. Sure did. And the jet ju- beg pardon?
1: No, they sure did. They didn't win, but they sure tried.
3: Well, they <clears throat> the, the the president of the uh, impeachment received I'm trying to remember if it was a $3 million uh, contribution from uh, Paxton's uh, lobbying firm before the, the opening of the session.
1: That sounds so about right. <laughs>
3: it's just an open and out bribe, and they still can't get rid of him. The state of Texas can't get rid of the crook. And so I just called up uh, the business shows, and I said, you know, what's the bond rating of a Texas bond when you got a crook for an attorney general? And, you know, yeah, what's the bond rating of a, a criminal operation, you know? So so uh yeah, just messing with Texas.
0: I absolutely but love it, that.
3: You, I yeah. <laughs> good you, on you, David. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> shift a hundred billion dollars in about two two calls, you know. Well but,
1: and um, it's, it's also like the, the governor of Texas is actually like uh participating in legitimate Human trafficking by bussing, you know, refugees up to different states. Yeah, they're they're not doing great things in Texas.
0: No. But also, who's ever going no, to hold good. them accountable?
3: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I just just uh, I'm enjoying my my life lately. But um, I the thing I was going to raise was um, when you uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the legal uh, stuff about Trump. But the the case in D.C. with Jack Smith, um, he's trying to get uh, Donald Trump to, uh, you know, take a position on the the actions that he's taken, right? Right. And so January 6th, Trump gives a speech out in the eclipse of the uh, White House, gives a, uh, uh, a speech to his mega followers, and then they go from there down to the Capitol where they storm it. Mm-hmm. and uh and so donald trump has declared through his attorneys you know court documents now uh that his position is he has the right to lie to his followers it's his freedom of speech and that if they were dumb enough to believe his lie then that's on them
1: yeah well, it's uh, Fox News made that same uh, in in court, um, basically saying like you can't believe what our hosts are saying because um, it's entertainment. It's, it's Fox yep. News entertainment. Like we can say
0: whatever we want, and if people believe it, that's that's literally their fault. Right? It's
1: like, is yeah. that where we're at? And also, uh, Donald Trump can continue to fundraise off of his lies, mm-hmm. and that's what, the way that it goes. Um, and I think you tomorrow, know, it's, funny
3: it's you mentioned that from the legal yeah. uh, the. the About 20 years earlier, Fox declared the right to uh, – their news was discount news. It was the cheapest in the industry, and so they couldn't be expected to get it right.
1: Right, and I think it was Tucker Carlson where they're like, "You can't trust what this guy says," and it's like, "Oh, okay, all right." And it also like, and but you know what that gets you? It costs you like almost a billion dollars.
0: Yeah, but that was like pennies to them, million like, or something. Yeah,
1: right. And then suddenly Tucker Here, was right? no longer there.
0: Yeah, then, then he's gone. <laughs>
3: Sure, he's taking Putin money now. Apparently,
0: mm-hmm. but he, yeah.
3: But so the bigger thing, and this is, uh, you know, the government shutdown. Yeah, um, you know, the, the idea that America is being somebody is trying to fast, uh, you know, slip us a, a short straw uh, in in a um, uh, in a huge financial scam, and that's the government shutdown. Yeah. If America is the dominant currency in the world, the U.S. dollar in the International Monetary Fund, we're the base currency. Now, what happens when the government gets shut down? The base currency disappears.
1: Well, so, or if we default on our on our debt or our uh, requirements to pay our debts to certain that, that that shuts down the entire or not shuts down, but that affects the global economy for sure.
3: Right. Yeah, so who would be, uh, you know, the, who are the speculators that are setting this uh, scam up, uh, you know, to shut down government? There's, uh, it's kind of like a goldfinger. Uh, it's, yeah, you know,
1: it's like uh, $100 and I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, well, <coughs> no, it's true, it, though. But it's, it's trillions. It's like, well, yeah, but I, I, when you mentioned the goldfinger thing, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, sure uh but it's true though and it, it's it, it, and mike johnson who again we're learning more and more about who is second in line to the presidency um he he struck a deal with democrats and i've been, i I listen to a lot of conservative talk radio because i hate my life and I love to torture myself. But
0: um, there's good reason behind it.
1: But we need but, to know. <laughs> but the conservatives are mad that they struck a deal and to, to keep the government running. Like they are not happy about it. And that's where I question uh, to your point, David, like what what is the motive at this point?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I, there are a couple of them. And it, you remember just the old standard, uh, it was called a company town, where uh, there were, you know, some mining company would have their own company store, and you'd rent your bed at the company uh, uh, barracks and uh, uh, kitchen, the food, all of it you had to pay for out of your salary, and inevitably, you can never work uh, for enough to actually pay your month scale- right. And so you sell your soul to the company store, yeah. and, and they basically make you a slave uh yeah. to their dollars and and they use their own company money too. They don't use u s dollars they use company script and uh so that's what I think the bigger picture is is these these guys imagine it is type A personalities, all these different dictatorships uh they're different type A personalities, and they're going to try to run the whole show well. Type A personalities don't, uh, uh, you know, get pecking orders. Particularly, they uh, just—they're rapacious. You see, Elon Musk's stupidity, uh, uh, much less is. Yeah, he
1: he has a very good track record of taking profitable companies (laughs) and just running them into the ground.
3: (laughs) Sure, yeah. much less that it's supposed to, you know, Twitter got created as a freedom of speech kind of opportunity, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that certain of the other uh, platforms were getting too uh, disreputable. So they, uh, Twitter came in claiming we can get everybody in touch with each other, uh, you know, freedom of expression, whatnot. But along comes uh, uh, Elon to make sure your messages don't go through. Yeah. Uh, So it. Well, I think it's honest? also
1: like the uh, – the, it, Twitter and Netflix are two um, uh, creation stories that I always remember. Um, it's like Twitter – I think the fa- – I forget the founder's name. Um, but he was basically – I think he was like sanding his floor in San Francisco or something and wanted to complain about it. And he's like, can I do this in 140 <laughs> characters or less? And, he di- and he's like, oh, this is cool. And the founder of Netflix was like – can I mail CDs to people? And he literally just went through his CD rack and just mailed CDs to people and just made sure they made it through the mail. And that's how Netflix was started. Um, Sorry, I have to cough here.
3: Um, But
2: but that's
1: that's how those were started. However you know, well, did Elon you Musk didn't start Tesla by himself. Like, he got some money from his parents, kind of, some, you know, how a bunch of other folks. He
0: surrounded himself with some smart people.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Donald Trump. He had a $1 million loan from his dad, but it actually was like $10 million or something.
0: Yeah, where did that all go? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> he is not a good businessman. Everybody just keeps saying, when well, you, he's really good at business.
1: When you lose money no, at a casino, a you are not a good business person.
0: No, not at all. all
1: right. Sorry, <laughs> like, David, we cut you off.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry, David. <laughs>
3: Oh no, trouble! No, it's uh, it's going good. I uh, you know I'm just looking at the, the whole idea that America's reputation is on the line now with this guy. Yeah, uh, he's trying to take the American dollar, uh, mm-hmm. transfer it over to a currency that he wants to uh, he wants us to obey, and uh, you know Trump and his ilk are the the currency speculators uh, similar to World War One. Uh, you know, all of the currencies of the world were based against each other. You right. know? So if you wanted to go from Paris to London, you went from pounds to francs, right. but the diplomatic relationships between each country set the value of the money. Well, when uh, the world became a bigger place, and you know, goods from a, another nation could be ripped apart by a series of rumors. Uh, World War I was dragged on from millions dead uh, because these currency speculators would praise a country and then curse it, praise it and curse it. And they were doing pump and dump of uh, the, the nation's reputations. And, the, you know, the, the currency is the reputation of a nation, right? Mm-hmm. And so by doing pump and dump, Uh, just for the sport uh, and the profits, ripped apart, caused millions to die uh, by bouncing currencies. And the IMF got created to prevent that. And the U.S. dollar was made the most honest currency and that that was going to be the base one. Well, when these boys decide to shut down government and they say that, uh, uh, you know, America needs to watch its belt, well, wait a second, we're the world's economy now. We're not uh, some limited cow town in Texas. And uh, uh, the idea that America can... Uh, uh, Perform its functions, you know, keeping the locks and dams going, keeping the airports going, keeping the, uh, you know, the meat inspectors going, uh, water inspectors, uh, you know, cleanup operations of hazmat, uh, things that uh, really matter to the survival and health and safety of the nation. And these guys want to shut that off.
1: Well, that's it's the, the classic libertarian thing. It's like, but also who who will build the roads and who will build the bridges if the government doesn't do it? You know, like that's a thing. Um, Dave, we got to go to a break. Are you good to stay on for a little Oh, no, oh
3: I don't mind. The okay. Bridge. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we'll talk with, we'll continue with David. Uh, we'll see you guys in a minute. Hello, hello. Welcome back. This is uh, a with Dan and Meg on this snowy Sunday uh, where it is not snowing, though, is San Francisco. So we're continuing our conversation with David. Um, David, you made a comment about how, um, you know, Republicans m- make it seem like they're fiscally conservative. But uh, I pulled up um, this list that shows re- presidents who have increased the national debt by certain percentages. And Ronald Reagan increased it by 160 percent. George W. Bush by 72 percent. Barack Obama, 64 percent. Also, he inherited a economic crisis from George W. Bush. Uh, Donald Trump, 33 percent. Mind you, he inherited a thriving economy (laughs) from Barack Obama. Complete opposite. And Joe Biden currently is only at 8.8 percent. And he inherited job. an economic travesty from Donald Trump. So I I, I it, it's it's a classic case of Republicans like to claim fiscal conservancy, but they um they don't but then they don't do it.
3: Right. <laughs> well it's kind of a parable uh, about the miser versus the uh entrepreneur. And which one is going to make more money? The miser is basically not because he's hiding it. And, uh, and the entrepreneur, even though they may rise and fall, they are going to produce something. But the idea that government is supposed to be run like a nonprofit, government is supposed to clean the water and give it at that. Yeah, uh, it's uh, not a, it's know, not a corporation. Right. Yeah, and profiteering from uh, a, a health operation, you don't want profiteering. You want the, uh, the amount of uh, backup to be there uh, when you need it. And the idea that uh, gov- Ronald Reagan and his crowd basically were misers, and they, made it, they ignored Pennywise and Pound Foolish. Yeah. So, you know, if you clean it up, you've got a drinking water system and you clean it up to the proper amount. The health department doesn't need to spend crazy amounts of money because you've got an epidemic. And uh, the idea that... It, wise and pound foolish. Uh, do it right the first time and don't let con artists pretend that they're cleaning up the water and right. end up with an epidemic. So the idea that these Republicans, when they talk conservatism, they may be talking about it in a business sense as opposed to in a nonprofit sense. And the idea that you wouldn't have uh, health and safety, these guys want to get rid of the FDA Yeah, at a time when they're It was a big deal when uh, Ralph Nader was talking about 20,000 new chemicals per year, and the FDA has only got the financing to be able to deal with 5,000. And so all of these new chemicals are coming on the market, and uh, and the average person is Buried alive because the Republicans don't want to challenge the chemicals that are being spewed out by their corporate buddies.
1: As in their donors. That's the yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And, and so the health and safety of the nation is at risk when they don't find out what's in these chemicals and you know what kind of medical problems the whole you know they're complaining because of uh, the health Medicare or something like it goes broke. Well, if they're polluters that are Causing people to be sick, uh, then that should be. They tax the crap out of somebody that does that. Penalize yeah. them. Uh, shut down the operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they These guys, they want the right to poison the planet. They want the right to dump the economic burden on society, and then they complain that the government is trying to put a stop to it. Well, so, you know, they. Total phonies, yeah.
1: It's like the D- Dakota Pipeline. Like, you know, these folks are like. Like, please do not drill on our land and mm-hmm. put this pipeline on our land because it will most, you know, it, it, it will break and poison our land. And but they're like, no, that's cool. We'll do it.
0: Yeah, we're
3: going to do it anyway. That's multi-million dollar acre stuff, too. Right. right.
1: Um,
3: the, the topsoil, when I was a kid, it was eight feet deep of topsoil. and uh, And it was multi-million dollar topsoil. Even back then, and I remember they, that pipeline was 1,200 miles long, yeah. and it was going to cross multi million dollar acreage. Farmers that had vast farms, and all of a sudden this pipeline company comes in and, and claims it has a right to eminent domain you're back 40. I was going to say and, eminent domain, uh, yeah.
1: They weren't compensated properly for it, I don't well, think. But,
3: but. but for multi million dollar potential, and then you're talking about the leaks. Um, No, when I was a kid, when they were trying to put in the interstate highways, it it sometimes took 20 years to get the permits to put in the highway. They put in that 1,200 miles within, I'm not sure if it was a year and a half or it was less. How did they get permits to run through five states uh, with a a permit process like that? Impossible. At much less hugely toxic. And then the the slurry was so thick, it was like a tar that they needed to push through the pipeline. So they needed to steal water all the way down. And if I remember right, it was like 42 gallons of water they needed to push it to Texas. So for every one gallon of sludge, uh, they needed 42 gallons or some large amount uh, to push it to Texas. And they were stealing that much water every day from the aquifers up there. So they were turning the clean water of an aquifer into a sludge that they dump in Texas. And Texas has got Yeah, you know, tell us about the environmental laws in Texas. Oh, God, uh, yeah. What are they going to do with that much sludge? Who cares? Right. I was like, do uh, they
0: have uh, any? <laughs>
1: <laughs> do they have any environmental laws? No, they don't.
3: <laughs> and, and it's uh, the land area of about one-third of the lower 48, right? So Texas is the single largest state in the lower Lower 48, and uh, and they have that much land area to abuse. Yeah. So if know, uh, those were they, they're not Republicans anymore. Republicans started at least opposing slavery. you right. got not only get the company store, but have everybody drink poisoned water.
1: Well, you also brought up something. So I mean, I mean, I'll, I'm looking at my articles that i've printed off and i don't care if we talk about them or not because david i love talking with you um so you brought up the interstate uh, highway system um which actually uh decimated minority communities in various states and it was basically like let's sure. get from the suburbs to downtown um and yeah, we don't, don't
0: care who we're gonna plow through to get there <laughs> right
1: and people don't Think about it that way, right? People don't think that it, like local communities, local minority owned businesses, um, they lost their, literally their traffic that was going through their community mm-hmm. just to build an interstate highway system.
3: Right. No, I, I grew up in it. Um, I was born just about when they started laying it, so the permits were already under discussion. But yeah, most people didn't notice. Uh, well, I guess some people did, but I think the rig, the the rigging came when the the permanent process was encouraged to be bigoted. Like um, who's the guy in New York? Um, he was the old bigot that helped design the. Uh, I don't want Donald the no, I'm you Donald Trump, yeah. He was <laughs> older, and I I think Trump probably met him. No. Um, but he was a famous guy that designed the. Um, Moat um, is it Robert? Not Robert Moses. I'm trying to remember. His I don't name. know who that is. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he he designed the highway system
1: for. Oh, okay, city. okay.
3: And and then out here in San Francisco the same thing that you were describing happened out here and the guy's name was Justin Herman. And for a long time the clock tower down at San Francisco Wharf was Justin Herman Plaza, but when his reputation got exposed recently, they yanked the the name off of it. It's now it's not Civic Center, I'll think of what they call it. But um Yeah, that's true. I mean, St. Louis was that way. I know a lot of cities that were designed that way. And um, it's out here in San Francisco, these same polluters, you know, they cut down all the redwood trees and ruin the salmon fishing for the rest of, you know, the Uh, salmon live on those creeks through those forests. And bam, all of a sudden you cut down the forests, there's no salmon eggs, to, so fishing dies out. Um, you know, they they don't care what industry. One industry can crush another, uh, especially if it has to do with the environment. Right. And they pretend that that's a normal situation, that yeah. you can just fill off your food well, source. it's the classic case of forms.
1: Uh, slowly boiling, uh, what is it, a frog, and it, you slowly up the heat
3: Oh yeah, they don't realize cold that they're dying type thing, yeah. and that's exactly right. what's happening.
1: That's you know, it's it, that's we're, it's like no, this is fine, no, this is fine, no, this is fine, until it's not fine, and at the point where it's not fine, we are too far gone. Well,
3: that's Politics why today. you know, like yeah. on a Sunday. I call a lot of gardening shows and so talk about, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, getting used to gardening, uh, starting uh, guerrilla gardens, uh, helping other people know your food source. Um, there is a collapse point, but we can at least leave some intact portions and, uh, and keep stability right. uh, with and without the, the damn fools that are. I mean, these guys are so dumb. They think that they can live in a skyscraper forever right. and come up with great pronouncements about, you know, raking the forest. Uh, I mean, penthouse boy is going to tell the environment what to do. Right. Uh, it's it, it just preposterous. So, yeah. you know, these guys buy PR and they we don't need to believe their PR. PR.
1: Exactly. it. Yeah. Um David, thanks so much for calling in and for staying on so long. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Um, Have a good week, my friend.
3: Can I ask one last question? Sure. What's what's Palatini mean? Oh, it's
1: a Palatini, so we do a little mix of politics, and then we end each show with a cocktail recipe, so you get a little Palatini. Oh,
0: okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, so this one is going to be an apple spritzer, so uh, we'll give you the recipe uh, before we end the show.
0: Politics and booze.
1: Politics and booze, which I think (laughs) everybody needs. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for calling in. We really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, take care. All right. Good morning, Chicago. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'd rather be in San Francisco, but yeah. All right, thanks, David. <laughs> uh, let's go to Dave in Hoffman Estates.
4: Hey, Dave. Hey, uh, Dan. Hey, Dan. Meg. Uh oh. Talking about the oil pipelines, we got it a lot of closer to home. Have you ever heard of Enbridge Line Five?
1: I haven't not. heard it, No.
4: Oh, research. It comes from like Superior. Wisconsin travels all the southern U.P., goes underneath the Straits of Mackinac over to Sonia, Ontario. And it has two 20-inch pipes that are like 60-some years old, and it carries that power sand. And they're talking now about going underneath the lake bed, you know, because they had an incident a couple of years ago where a ship's anchored and dented one of them. Oh, really? And it's... Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that, then I was kind of silent about that. But oh, my God, that if that ever leaked in Lake Michigan.
1: So my question, then, to that, goes. my question to that point is: at what, like, whose responsibility is that? Is that the state? Is that the federal government? Is, is the corporation going to fund that? Because it, it goes to my point where it's like, uh, in the United States, um, we privatize the profits but socialize the losses. And so, when something happens, yeah. the corporations become socialists, and they run to the government <laughs> for funding.
4: Yeah. big business. So two, <laughs> yeah, two twenty-inch pipes that are pushing that tar sands, you know. And there's, I want to say, sixty-six, fifty-eight-year-old pipes, you know. So that's crazy. And and you know exactly because we get our drinking water a little bit out of the yeah. Lake of Michigan, and if I was going to say, my well, like, God, if the lake.
1: Let's talk about Flint, right? Like, Flint didn't have clean drinking water for, I think it was over a year.
4: Way over a year, yes. Yeah.
1: And that's America. We
4: had had another one that leaked into that one uh, river that time, too. Uh, Well, another line, different line, say like line six or line four or whatever, leaked a few years ago into that one uh, river in lower Michigan. So, you know, they have had a track record of that happening, but it's kind of gone under the radar for a while. Yeah. Because you know, they, Enbridge mentioned that they want to start drilling under Lake Michigan bed and stuff like of that. Of course to, they do. Well, to,
1: because why not, mm-hmm. right?
4: But if, if you get the chance, do a little research on Thank that you. one. You yeah. Because that's, that's so a little much. bit closer to home to yeah. all of us, you know? Yeah. That's
1: great. Hey, thanks, Dave. We appreciate that. Thanks for right. calling in. All
4: right.
0: All right. You guys. Right, you have a good Sunday. Week. You have a good one.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, we'll be back here at Polatini with uh, Dan and Meg in a minute. Sunday. This is a Palatini with Dan and Meg. Uh, we are super excited to be chatting with everybody. Um, if anyone wants to call in, 773-763-9278. Uh, Meg has something she wants to talk about. <laughs> well, no,
0: was, I was <laughs> laughing because we were clearly talking about the pipeline. And then when I was looking at, you know, just topics for the show today, I was like, I saw Derek Chauvin was in the news and I saw Kyle Rittenhouse. And I was like,
1: what oh, year? Two really fine, stellar gentlemen.
0: Right, yeah. and I was like, mm-hmm. "What year is it?" <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "What day did I wake up on?" Um,
1: um. So what's going on there?
0: Oh, Derek Chauvin, He was stabbed repeatedly, um, in prison on Friday.
1: Well, karma is it. You know what? <laughs>
0: Tell me about it. Yeah, you know, he was stabbed. Uh, well, he was moved to a um well medium security facility, of course, um in Arizona, um. Oh, which I'm going to fly to because it's snowing. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, I'm out of here, I'm yeah. going. But yeah, he was he was stabbed uh, a few times in prison there. And they had used, like, life-saving measures, I guess, to keep him alive. And then took him to the hospital, and apparently he is going to survive the attack. Um, but no, I was just... Aunt yeah, Mitzi
1: just said it was it's Tucson. He was stabbed yeah, in, in Tucson. Tucson. Yeah, in yeah. Tucson. Thanks for watching, Aunt Mitzi. We love you.
0: Which, I mean, I could care less, like, yeah. I mean, what happens to him... Um, But also, when you look at that prison, there has been like multiple things that have happened over like the
1: the last. That's been a lot. Like people just kind of die, and they're like, "Oh, it happened."
0: So he, so he was stabbed. Um, There was like another guy that was there. um, His wife, I think it was his wife and daughter, came to visit him. He had a gun. Like, (laughs) tell me, you're. I'm sorry.
1: Yes, I was. (laughs) Said prisoner had a gun.
0: Had a gun and went in to see like she was sitting there waiting to talk to him he walked in and pulled the trigger like he put, pointed it right at her head pulled the trigger and it was jammed and then tried to like shoot her like pulled so it like the
1: prisoner had a gun yep
0: mhm he he And this is, he,
1: I think it's Pima County right I think it's in Tucson yeah in Tucson
0: yeah. okay. and um and he he tried to shoot her he pulled the trigger like four more times after that the gun was clearly jammed he couldn't unjam it <laughs> Also, I was like, have you ever worked a firearm before? And then so he threw it and then he took off and he was able to escape. And then he was missing for some hours or however long. And then, yeah, and then they found him again. And I was like, you
1: know, Arizona doesn't have the best gun laws. No. and Everyone blames Chicago. But (laughs) But you're a prisoner. You can have a gun.
0: But I was like, how does somebody in federal prison have a firearm?
4: I...
1: I have no idea. And it
0: goes back to like, I mean, just not too long ago. The other guy that escaped that was all over <laughs> was that Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah, it was. And yeah. he was uh, like at large spider, for a very long yeah, period of time. The
0: spider walked up the wall and like climbed out. That was like, actually pretty impressive. I mean, not going to lie, there's an, I could never do it. I mean, kudos to him. We might try uh, it after the show. <laughs> <laughs> give me enough, give me enough palatinis <laughs> about a Spider walk up a wall.
1: <laughs> oh, my neighbors are going to hate me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd be in between yours and Mike's place.
1: <laughs> we can do it.
0: <laughs> Try it out, see what happens. Um, yeah. So again, when I was I was looking at everything, I was like Derek Chauvin. I was like, wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. Um, but I mean, Carmo, whatever happens to yeah. him happens to him. Jesus. And then I saw Kyle Rittenhouse, and he's broke apparently. yet
1: yeah. Oh, another fine, stellar gentleman. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: But um, but yeah, he he's broke now. And I Thank was like, God. of course, he's broken. His name would come up in the in the headlines because what is he going to be doing?
1: Well, it's like the, the it, it, people, the, like the, the snowflakes. And it's like,
0: mm-hmm. oh, where was me? Yeah. Mer, sorry. <laughs> uh, and they want us to feel bad for him. Yeah, I, I don't. But I mean, it's the tactics. His name is now coming up in the headlines. And look what's going on. There's going to be. Well, there's already a civil lawsuit. Mm-hmm. and you know he's going to lose that.
1: You're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars exactly. is what's going to happen. So here. what
0: is he going to try to do? He's trying to going to try to raise money um from all your big time MAGA republicans and then use that for the lawsuit. But it's like this k- kid he's, the he's kid mad. whose
1: mother drove him up to literally <laughs> go hunting he went hunting.
0: You know, that was another during thing.
1: Black Lives Matter protest. Like he went hunting.
0: Yeah, but his mother had to drive him. And I was yeah. just like, "This." You
1: know, I was like, "Yeah, your mommy dog." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, It is still, it's still crazy to me because uh, the same video was released again.
1: Allegedly, we have to say that.
0: Allegedly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. The same uh, video was released that they weren't able to use during his trial. And it was just like, the video is a couple days before this happened because they said that he was just there doing security Um, and he was just like Obviously, then, uh, oh, believe me, I know. And then when he was walking down the street, he was defending himself that he was attacked. And he didn't go there with any intent.
1: You don't go to a protest with an AR-15 to defend yourself. And you have to drive across state lines with an AR-15 to defend yourself. Just Mm -hmm. stay home.
0: Exactly. And then so, but one of the things was that the video that was not allowed to be used during the trial um, was him sitting Across from, I think it was a CVS. He was sitting like across the street, kind of just hidden out, and he was recording. And there were some people like coming in and out, and he said, "I wish I had my AR with me," because there was, you know, there was people coming in and out of that CVS that I don't know if they were taking items or whatever they were doing, but he found it necessary to record them and you know talk about how he wishes he had his his AR with him, and then he goes and.
1: When you drive across state lines to go to a protest with an AR-15, you are not you 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 are not going to defend yourself. And also, when you are at a CVS, like you said, mm-hmm. and you feel like you need an AR-15,
0: yeah, was say, it's
1: not a thing. I'm not gonna. Be I go to CVS all the time.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna be sitting there recording. And everybody's somebody really great. I know like the cashiers. That. everybody's yeah. great. But <laughs> I'm not gonna be recording if somebody's stealing and being like, "I wish I had my AR to and not." not my no, not my business right.
1: no and also like I, I i fully support gun ownership i yeah. that's totally fine i don't need all of the guns yeah um i don't need 20 ar-15s mm-hmm. i'm also not going to a protest with an ar-15 i would go to a protest and actually support the protesters like that's how that works it's called peaceful freedom of speech right yeah
0: and it, I think we kind of talked about this last week, or maybe we just had a private conversation. Um, but you know, when when those protests were happening, and you know, we we talked a lot about it during you know COVID when we were doing our um, Palatini just on Facebook. Yeah. We talked about it, and we always said that we we never support or encourage you know when there's um, when whenever there's violence, or you know when these stores were being like burned down and stuff right. like. We never supported it, but we understood it because, like, people's voices weren't being heard. Um, a man's life, you know, was taken. So, like, when you are pushed to a certain breaking point and people want to be heard, of course they're going to go to extreme measures to to be heard. Um, and then we look at, like, the Kyle Rittenhouse story, you know, situation, whatever you want to call it. It's a monster. Yes. Yeah, you see him, like, involving himself in this and then – but. Then he's the victim. And then we brought up like last week, you have in Madison, Wisconsin, you literally had Nazi, you know, mm-hmm. members like walking down the street. Uh, uh, why, why was Kyle Rittenhouse not out there with his AR-15 well, then? Yeah. You know, you, you have. When, me-
1: when they invaded the Capitol in Michigan, like what, yeah. what, what was that?
0: So it's like if you have people of color that are doing marches, uh, I see people all over Facebook oh, that is like, this in- is ridiculous. I can't believe they're doing this. But I have not heard one peep from those same people that commented nonstop. I've not heard one peep saying like, oh, yeah, there's like Nazis pretty much walking down the street and they don't care. Yeah.
1: It's always insecure white men who are the mm-hmm. the instigators. Um, uh, we do have a call. I don't know if we have time to take it, but I don't want to miss you guys uh, or uh, We have a Palatini. So uh, today's Palatini is um, a apple spritzer. So two red apple slices to garnish, Aperol, apple cider, and Prosecco. And you can shake it all up, put it into a glass, and enjoy it uh, by the fire, probably, because it's cold. It's cold today. Yeah. (laughs) uh, sorry to Michelle, I don't think we have time to take Michelle's call. So um, call in next week, and um, we will uh, see you guys next week for Apolitini with Dan and
0: Meg. Happy Sunday.
1: Thanks for joining us.